Welcome to Sharpen the Iron Podcast, where it is my job to share with you tools, lessons, inspiration, and ideas to help you sharpen your iron mind, empowering you to go out and walk with God day by day to maximize your life. Today, we are diving into some tweets. So I'm just calling this Tweet Talks number two. And what we're going to be exploring is some of the thoughts I've shared on Twitter from things I've heard, watched, read, talked about with others through conversation in my life, and just things I've learned from life in general. So we're going to start, we're going to go through four. I'm going to start with this first one. It's frustrating when it happens to you, never when you do it to someone else. And this one came to me a few weeks back. I don't know the exact specific situation that brought this to my awareness, but this happens all the time. And immediately I think of what Jesus said, that the speck that I find in someone else's eye only goes to reveal the log within my own. Right? We get so frustrated, worked up, and annoyed when someone else does something to us. Right? We curse that person and look at their actions in the most cynical light. Yet when we do something to others, we don't even think twice about it. You know, for example, if a friend is late to something, you assume it's intentional. They're trying to upset you. They are irresponsible. They're a lazy fool. You know, you look at it in the most cynical light. Whenever anything happens, you look at people as if they're acting maliciously with evil intent. But that's far from the truth because all you have to do is think about yourself, right? When you're running late, it's simply because you were late. You lost track of time. That's it. There is no evil intent behind it. Right, And I often like to remember this, that sure, there is a few evil people out there, but for the most part, there's just a lot of stupid people. You know, there's just a lot of lost sheep who get caught up and blind into following these uh, evil people. And for the most part, people are trying their best. And so reminding ourselves of this, that we too do the same thing, what we do the same thing as someone who bothers, annoys, and frustrates us can help us keep ourselves in check. It, it keeps us humble, you know? And I always like to remember, maybe not to the same degree, but surely to some degree. So maybe you aren't exactly like that person. You aren't like them to the exact same degree, but surely to some degree you do the same thing. You know, you are frustrated because someone's being impatient. You're like, I'm never like them. I can never be like that. You know, maybe not to the same degree you lack patience, but surely to some degree you lack patience, right? None of us are perfect in our vir- in our virtues or in our fruits. We all struggle in some way. And I think it's just, again, it keeps us humble, but it also just helps us give peace and grace to other people, not getting so worked up about those little things, letting go of those little things, and just being able to laugh at ourselves. And that's so important. It's like, God, just pay attention to this in your own life. You know, when you find something bothering you, before you know it, God will reveal all the little places where you do the same thing. And usually it does manifest itself in different ways, but it's the same core idea, core thing. Number two, Life eats life. I think this one's interesting because it's so simple, but it's infinitely complex. Life 
literally eats life. And this applies at every level. And animals eat other animals and or other living things. And we eat animals and or other living things. And we are living things. And animals are living things. It's just this ongoing cycle of life eating life. And it's almost comical because life is literally death. Life is a tragic beauty. And to think, like the way that life keeps moving forward, and you think about this, it can almost make you, it can almost make you cynical to think, man, that's life, that life is just feeding off life. You know, people look at that in a manner of humans are just dominating each other, trying to exercise power over each other. That's all that this world is, is things trying to dominate and dominate and control other things, overpower them, to kill them, to get to the top. In a sense, like that's evolution, right? Like things are constantly trying to evolve and that means the weaker things die off and the stronger things move forward. It's like, if you think about it, really, that's a good thing. You would want that to be the case. But when people say that argument that we're really here just dominating each other, exercising power over each other, ask them, you say that in your head, but is that what you actually do? Do you actually live that way? Is that what I'm trying to do when I'm talking to you here is dominate you and exercise power over you? You know, it, it makes sense in the head. And in a sense, it's somewhat true. But it's, it's something you can believe, but it's not something you really act out. It's one of those things where your belief systems and your actions don't align. Because that's not what's happening. Sure, there's some people, again, there are some evil people out there who are trying to dominate others and exercise and gain as much power as possible. But that's not the common human interaction. That's not, that's the exception. But it's just funny, right? It's not a bug, but a feature. It's how the system works. Life eats life. It's how things continue to evolve, grow, move forward, and make progress. And you need life to eat life because it creates room for new, healthier, stronger life, right? When something dies, it paradoxically makes room for new life. And paradoxically, death is the secret to life. The little micro death and death just makes room for new life. It makes room for new things, new, healthier, better things. And it's just interesting, again, this is one of those things that's being played out at a multitude of levels. It's happening everywhere and everything. Number three, humans have this gift of being able to make use of everything. So surely God can create beauty out of your brokenness. And it's funny how this one came to me. Um, I was driving to town from my house and I was just looking out, right? Looking out at the countryside or out, out at nature. And I was looking at these ditches. And in Iowa, we have ditches. I don't know if that's something everywhere, but we have ditches here. I look out and the land is either being used as like the road I'm driving on. It's being used to grow crop as someone's house slash property or for a store. And then you see this small little sliver of land that's the ditch. And it's having the ditch, someone's out there with the tractor chopping the grass down to use it for hay bales, right? Out of all the land, out of all the land, this ditch is really one tiny little section, one little sliver. It's really nothing. But humans find a way to make use of it. 
right? By mowing it, they're not only making it look good, making it look aesthetic, but they're turn, using that grass to turn into hay bales to feed animals, this small little sliver of land. And sure, we live in this time now where we have an even greater abundance of material resources, maybe not natural resources, I'm not sure about that, but material resources than ever, right? You think back 100 years ago, not a damn thing was going to waste. We live in a time where we have more things, but still humans are the same way. We still find use for everything, right? You killed a cow 100 years ago and every part of that cow would be used in some way, shape, or form. And that's still how things are, right? You find it, if you picked fruit 100 years ago or 1,000 years ago, whatever, you picked grapes, you were going to find use for that juice, for the grape itself, right? We made raisins, you're going to use the skin somehow, the core, whatever. You're going to use every little piece of it. You can find a way to use it all. And you could say, like the mark of someone's knowledge, their wisdom, their understanding, would almost be to create something out of nothing, to be able to find a use for all things. And it's interesting because this is within a man. Man has this ability to do this. Animals can't do this like men can. You know, sure, animals can use things, but not the way we can. There's just this huge gap, obviously. But funny enough, this is exactly what God did. He created order out of chaos, right? In Genesis 1-2, it says, And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, over the waters, right? And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. There's this innate ability within that comes from our creator, right? He created the earth from nothing through his spirit. It was formless without void, and look what he made it into. And what do you think about what he, you think about human beings. He's told us a man, he created a man from the dirt, the dust, right? And it's interesting because we have iron, we have so, or we have uh, potassium, we have all these things from the earth, a, a limitless amount of examples. All these things that are in the dirt, in the earth, are within a human being, right? If you think about the dirt, it's literally nothing. And God created man out of that. He took nothing and made it into something. So within our own lives, with the material world, paradoxically, we have this ability to do this, to create something out of nothing, right? And it's not just material world. It's like our, our psychological, our, like, our lives and the brokenness in our own lives, right? Beauty arises out of brokenness. If we can do this, surely God will do this for you as well. Your life may be full of chaos, but the Spirit of God can bring good out of it and make something beautiful. And it's often the tragedies, like we we're saying, life is a tragic beauty. It is often the things that are the most tragic that can, again, it's a paradox that are like the most, can be the most beautiful. I think of that image of, that Michelangelo made, the sculpture of Mary holding Jesus, like that is a, or Jesus on the cross, that's such a tragic image, but it's so beautiful at the same time. Like God used something horrible and turned it into something amazing. You have that within your own life. And that's the practice of alchemy, which is what people were trying to do. I don't, 
have too much knowledge. All I know is that the practice of alchemy is taking something basic, taking something average, and turning it into like gold. And that's what we can do with our situation in our own lives, right? You take something that is not good, you take something that is worthless almost, something bad that has happened to you, and you can spin it in a way and use it for good. You know, you lost someone in your life, life or you went through something hard. You can either become cynical or you can let that teach you and let that use that to help others. It's it's interesting to see because humans find a way to use everything, you know, and there's people who especially people who have less will find a way to use even more. But it's being played out everywhere. And lastly, you're going to finish off with this one that you can never understand and appreciate the present without awareness of the past. And this applies again at every level in your own individual life, within a company, within a school system, on a team, in history, right? The present moment is a strange thing, especially the current times, right? I'm 20 years old. These current times are all I know and all I've ever known. 20 years old in the grand scheme of things is literally a speck of dust. If you think of not only eternity, but you think of our history, how long history has been going on for, 20 years is absolutely nothing. So, like, if you think about it, God has a plan. But in a way, I was, like, randomly thrown into this time in history and also into the town I was born in, right? It could have been anywhere in the world at any time, and it happened to be here now. Like, I just woke up one day, and I was alive here in this in this age in this time in history right it could have been any other time it's interesting because what happens if i don't remember the past i lose sight of the present because the present is truly all i know right now like all i know in my life is that the water always runs the electricity always works my car always takes me where i need to go the stores the stores are always open the Wi-Fi always works. This is all I know. I never have trouble with any of these things. But if my, my computer stops working, the Wi-Fi goes out, I, I get frustrated, I freak out, I, I don't know what's going on, right? Because I'm so used to having these things, this infrastructure in my life. It's all I know. You can't really blame me because I don't know any, I, don't, I haven't lived any other time, right? Everything is almost always working, right? And you can say, there's never been a better time to be alive. A king 100 years ago or 200, 300 years ago, I'm living much better than a king was back then, weirdly enough. And life in so many ways has never been easier. But again, like I was saying, this is all I know. And so it's so easy to overlook and take for granted. When all you know is good times, it's easy to take that for granted. That's why, that's why we have that polarity. That's why there's the yin and the yang, the black and the white the light and the darkness, because you do not understand one thing without the other. That's knowledge of good and evil. But history, right, learning history helps us put our lives into perspective. And history is our story. And we're part of it right now. We are writing history today. And it's not something to be ashamed of, to hide from and avoid, but something to learn and grow from to appreciate our ancestors, what they've done to put me in the position I am in today. And once we begin to learn about how people lived 
just 100 years ago, 50 years ago, right? Even the last century, the, the bloody wars, the terrible things that have just happened, it helps us take a step back and see, my goodness, my life is a blessing. And it helps you understand why things are the way they are today. Because to understand where you're at, you have to know where you've come from. And what we've come from has shaped everything. Like you think about the Bible, it's the first actual document. It's like a, the Bible's not just a book, it's a corpus of books. It's, it's like a library. And the Bible is the first text and it's shaped everything. It's shaped the Western culture. It's shaped our whole world. And so like that's the seed in which everything came from. Right. And that's where that's part of our story that has shaped all things. And so part of this is because I've just been reading more about history and just learning about what people were even going through in the Soviet Union, not even 100 years ago. I'm like, my goodness, like my life is such a miracle. And there's still people going through it today. It's just crazy that through that awareness of the past, it helps us climb a little bit higher on the mountain, see from a better view, get a better angle, get a better perspective, and put our lives into perspective, realize how blessed we truly are, right? And the hope would be as well that the next generation is better off than our own generation. You know, to think otherwise would is foolish, and it's full of envy. Like, why wouldn't you want the next why wouldn't you want to become a stepping stone for other people to make the next generation's lives easier when the people before that did that for us? And so it's just a good thing, again, to look at the past in your own life. How has the past shaped where you are today? Or on a team, how has this, like, how has this come about? How, how, are, how are we where we are today? Gaining understanding, gaining wisdom, gaining knowledge, it's an important thing. History and looking back helps us do that. And learning from the wisdom of our ancient ancestors, of our any of our ancestors, it'd be foolish not to learn to, from these people. Because again, there's been people here for thousands and thousands of years. That's a, a lot longer than 20 years. So it'd be foolish of me not to learn from their failures or from their success, their triumphs, their tragedy, whatever you want to say. So I hope uh, something made you think. That's really my only hope is I gave you something and it stirred something up in you, made you look at something in a different light, look at your life in a new light, change the way you see something, help you become aware of something. That's my hope. That's my goal here today. Thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoyed. Um, I enjoy doing these little tweet talks, cover a multitude of topics, and just dive deeper into some of the little things I share because at first glance, appearances seem that they reveal everything, but upon further inspection, you actually find that these appearances are concealing. There's a lot more to these little ideas, these little sayings, um, these little thoughts. And so it gives me a chance as well to explore deeper into my own mind and um, maybe learn something I didn't think about before. So thank you guys. Sharpen the iron. Whenever you're listening to this, just keep trusting. Everything's going to work out. Life is good. Have a blessed day.